0: Hello and welcome to Lean With Plants. My name is Chelsea Cullen, and I'm currently sitting in this random like little kind of driveway type area. I drove out of town and I was like, okay, I'm going to try and record this podcast episode in my car because where I live is incredibly noisy. I live right by a roundabout and there's just trucks going past constantly so i'm giving this a go and i yeah i'm just hoping that no one drives past and be like it comes out like what are you doing because it kind of looks like i'm doing surveillance like i've got my laptop set up there's like the podcasting software is open so it it, it just looks really techy and i've got this microphone on so i'm really hoping someone doesn't go past all right so Today we're going to be looking at why your metabolism isn't broken broken and just understanding the process of your metabolism slowing down as you lose weight. And I th- I'm honestly nervous because I want to do this topic justice and I want to give you guys some real solid scientific clarity to understand this and tackle this going forward, but I realized that I am coming against so many years and so much like very strong very convincing like arguments to the contrary and I mean I remember when I was struggling to lose weight and I was checking out all these vegan influencers and all these people that I wanted to look like online and I would just watch I would watch all the YouTube videos and there was a lot of them there that were talking about metabolic damage, and that you this concept that when you don't eat enough calories, your body is going to start holding on to fat. Or if you have come from a past of fad diets or restriction, once you start eating enough calories, you're you're going to gain weight initially. And this was really rampant, uh, probably like seven, eight years ago. There was a lot of videos about this on YouTube. And I can almost guarantee that there was there's still a lot on there that are coming out every day. And I hear this question a lot, which is why I wanted to address it. But I I want to do it justice. So this is probably going to be a bit of a longer episode. And if there's anything that doesn't make sense, like please reach out to me. Please um, like share like what it is that you don't understand because like I really want to give you clarity on this, and then i I can share that with everyone, so metabolic damage and being in like starvation mode, it's this idea, like I said before, that you cannot, for some reason lose weight because you have cracked or broken your metabolism or you've gotten your metabolism to somehow be so efficient that. It now doesn't burn calories in a way that it's meant to. It doesn't, it doesn't burn fuel the way that it was designed to do. So I think to understand that, we're going to have a little, have to understand a little bit about the fact that your metabolism does slow down as you're losing weight and that that's a very natural and normal process. And so there's five main reasons that as you lose weight, your metabolism does actually change. And so understanding this is like the building block to moving forward to understanding um, whether metabolic damage is real or, or understanding how it works. And a lot of what people call metabolic damage is actually summed up in these five things. But yeah, spoiler alert, metabolic damage is a complete myth. There is no science. There is There is so much scientific evidence to support the fact that it doesn't exist, but we'll get into some of that evidence a little bit later on. So, all right, the first process to understand um, why your metabolism slows down over time, and that's we're going to have a look at your basal metabolic rate, and that's your BMR. So your BMR is basically all the energy that you need to keep you alive, and that doesn't include exercise or movement or digesting food. So this is like maintaining your organs and maintaining like your muscle mass and your fat mass, and this accounts for about 60 to 70% of your calorie burn. So the more muscle and fat mass that you have, the more energy you require to maintain it. It's it's kind of just makes sense, right? If you think of like a child, they don't need as many as much energy to maintain that small frame as a 200 pound like muscly as rugby player. Like they, the rugby player obviously needs more energy. So you can see how if you lose weight, if you go from being someone who is 170 pounds and now you weigh 130 pounds. Just to exist, your base, your base, basal metabolic rate is going to be lower. And I've said this analogy before, but it's kind of like a little tiny Suzuki Swift, like a tiny little car versus a big truck. A little car just doesn't require as much fuel as a bigger car, and that's exactly the same as your body. So, however many calories you need to maintain your basal metabolic rate now, that number of calories when you lose weight is going to be less in the future. And so this has not got anything to do with damage and everything to do with basic physics and the fact that you are just now a smaller person who needs less fuel to sustain, sustain their Ba- very, very basic processes. So, even like, and this is a big reason why people um, like plateau because the amount of calories that you needed to lose weight when you were 30 pounds overweight is going to be a different number. It's going to be a less number than when you're 125 pounds and you just want to, I don't know, like lose like the last five pounds. So, that number changes over the time because you're no longer the same person. So the second reason and the second process that your that affects like metabolic slowdown is the therm, thermic effect of activity, T E A, and that is basically defined as the energy that you burn from exercise. So another thing that happens as you lose weight is the thermic effect of activity decreases. Okay, so it's just kind of common sense again. But if you think about it, the fact that a smaller body requires less energy to exercise. All right, so like a 200-pound person going for an hour-long run is going to expend much more energy, like it takes much more effort than if that same person lost weight and now they're like 130 pounds. Uh, And I dare you to try this experiment go get a big sack of potatoes strap it to your back go and do some squats for half an hour with with this massive sack of potatoes on your back and then take it off and do the same kind of exercises which do you think is harder which do you think requires more energy obviously when you have that extra weight on you you need more energy and energy is just calories right that i mean calories is the unit that we use to describe energy and how your body uses energy. So you're losing weight. You're going to be burning fewer calories when you exercise as you become a smaller person. Again, not any kind of damage to your metabolism. Like this is the way that you were designed to work. This is something that is positive. It's something that is necessary and it just makes perfect sense. So, and as, I mean, it's a little bit of a bummer though that you think like, okay, when I'm like, I don't know, 160 pounds or like for me when I was 70, how much did I weigh? Like 76 kilos and that I could go out and do a run and like I burnt a lot of calories from that run. Now I go out, that's hundreds of calories less and I can see it on my watch because I've got like a running watch and I put in my weight in that and I can see it's so funny could that over time like as I've changed – the settings on my watch, I'm like, oh man, like that same run, like, wow, that's, that's hundreds of calories less. Like I don't get as much bang for my buck, but it just makes sense. And I, I mean, it's, it's such a positive thing as well because it, um, like it just shows you that as you start to exercise or, um, as you start to try to lose weight at a heavier weight, like that process is easier because you have more mass. Like you're already geared towards being able to lose weight easier, quicker at a heavier level because you just require more energy to do so. So I've talked about a calorie deficit being vital for weight loss in my first episode. So if you still don't understand that process, I highly recommend checking that out. But just to reiterate, you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. And what that means is that you have to be eating less calories then your body needs to function, so that's for your like basal metabolic rate, that's for um, like the your activity levels and all of the other things. It has to not have enough calories to perform those functions and then it's forced to dip into your fat stores to make up the reserves, all right? So the food that you eat, it does actually take energy to digest and absorb. And I mean, this doesn't account for much of your energy expenditure. It's about 10% of your daily calories. But when you're eating less calories, which, you know, calorie deficit, vital for weight loss, then you are going to be burning less. Car just went past, okay, guys, we're safe. They didn't stop. They didn't say like, why are you surveying my property? All right. Let's keep going so you're eating you're eating less calories you're burning less in that process of digestion and absorption because you're eating less right so your energy expenditure in that process of digesting food is less because you've got less more reti- less raw material in terms of calories to work with this doesn't have much of an effect but it's just another way to show that your metabolism um, or your expenditure of calories and of energy decreases as you are actively losing weight and as you are becoming a smaller person. So the next process that affects your energy expenditure and decreases it as you lose weight is your non-exercise thermogenesis, um, otherwise de- described as NEAT, N-E-A-T. And that's the calories that you burn from non-exercise activities, like moving around, emptying the dishwasher, carrying around a baby, uh, like brushing your teeth, basically anything that is is not defined as exercise. For me, I'd be like, okay, that's walking because walking not exercise. But I know some people will think differently. I'm just like one of those people that I have to be moving and if I'm gonna be on a walk, I may as well be running. So yep. Anyway, that's just me. So neat actually takes up a quite a large chunk of your energy expenditure. But it can vary a lot between individuals. And I mean you see this with people, like there's these people and they have to be moving, like they're fidgeting or they'll go outside and they'll jump on the tramp or like they're they're kind of standing and like so this is actually another, a key. I'm not going to get into this now, but this is a key way that you can actually like help your weight loss process, and is by increasing your your need because you're increasing your energy expenditure by just moving more. And this is why people do things like step counts, because it's not like massive um, like physical activity. It's not like going and doing an hour of cardio or going and doing thirty minutes in the gym. But it's like that daily increase or that daily um, like target where you're trying to increase your non-exercise thermogenesis by um, like hitting like a step target. But yeah, I said I wasn't going to get into that and get distracted. This is going to be so long. Okay, so when you are in a calorie deficit, which you will be if you are losing weight, there's no other way to burn fat unless you have like liposuction or something and you literally cut it out of your body, which I wouldn't recommend for a lot of reasons, not um, least of all the fact that it is incredibly expensive and not very good for you. So if you, if you are eating less calories than you normally would, you're in this calorie deficit. Remember, calories are just energy. So you've got less energy to move. So your body will compensate for this And a drop of your energy and it sends signals for you to decrease your non-exercise thermogenesis because you are not getting as much energy. It's trying to conserve energy. So your body's only goal is to keep you alive and in a state of reproductive health. So when you're eating less calories than normal and then you're eating less calories to a point where your body has to dip into its fat reserves – It doesn't know why, like it doesn't know if you've been captured by aliens and now like you're on rations, like it doesn't know that like, okay, you're on Survivor and you've got to eat like dead rats, you know, it doesn't know why you've got a food shortage, it just knows, okay, there's less calories coming in, I need to keep this person alive, I'm going to send signals to you to slow down your energy expenditure. I'm going to send signals to you to just not move as much to keep you alive. Like this is the survival response. So like this, this process is not something that you let like, you know about. It's not um a conscious thing that you do, but as your calories go down, if you are in a calorie deficit Your body is going to try and offset that by decreasing your neat and your expenditure through your non exercise thermogenesis. And it's something to be aware of. It's, It's not really something that you can fix. Like, again, it's not anything broken with your metabolism, it's just your body's best bet of keeping you alive. So, just from hearing this information, you can probably start to understand why there is so much confusion about how weight loss affects your metabolism and how easy it would be to, to know a very, very basic level, the fact that your metabolism slows as you lose weight and then attribute that to damage. Whereas, in fact, like, this is the way that, like, this is how your body is made to keep you alive it is working perfectly and every single person who experiences weight loss is going to experience to some degree all of these things depending on how much weight they lose depending on the ca- the level of the calorie deficit that they're in this is a part of a process like there is no way to ab- uh, avoid this There is no way to prevent it. It's not something that needs to be prevented. If anything, this is like a sign that you have made progress. Like the fact that you now need less calories is evidence that you have lost significant fat. So it's not a negative thing. All right. So the last, um, process that we're going to uh, talk about. Is adaptive thermogenesis, and this is otherwise known as metabolic adaption. So, adaptive thermogenesis, metabolic adaption, you can use those two interchangeably. And this is the bit that's a little bit more mystical. And there is another way that your body slows down your metabolism when you've lost weight that is not accounted for by like the expected. Decreases that I've mentioned. So after you take into account the fact that you're a smaller person, that you're moving less, that like you you need less calories to d- digest your food, and that it takes less calories to exercise, there is a little bit of a slowing of your metabolism or a decrease in your metabolism that is not accounted for, and this is actually quite a small amount. All right. So the main mention or the main reason that this happened, as I've mentioned before, is just the fact that your body's only goal is to keep you alive. So this process that happens is very much part of that um like that trying to do everything it can to prolong your life in the face of what it sees is really a, a mild form or or I mean it couldn't it might not even be mild. Like some people I mean, this process, to some degree, like the process of losing weight, the process of burning fat for fuel, it, it, it's it's on the spectrum of starvation. If you can understand what I mean by that, if you've got no food at all, you're going to be body's going to be burning more fat. You are going to be at some point, you are going to die. Like it's not something that is positive. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got like the small calorie deficit. But it's still kind of like in this realm of like your body not having enough fuel from the food that you're eating. And if that wasn't, if that was indefinite, if that just went on and on and on, like you are going to die from that process. And it doesn't, your body doesn't know, okay, I'm just trying to get leaner. I'm just trying to like look fantastic in a bikini and get rid of the mum tum or whatever, but back into my pre-pregnancy genes, So it's doing what it can. So this adaption that happens with your metabolism, it only accounts for a very small amount of change. And I think people, this is where kind of like the myths come from, because people wildly put this out of proportion. So it only accounts for between 0 and 20% of the energy adaption that you will experience from weight loss. So this is not enough to drastically change your metabolism to a point where you're burning hundreds and hundreds of fewer calories than anyone else. This is not enough to get you to a point where if a normal person in an in a calorie deficit is needs like for your same height needs about eighteen hundred calories now suddenly you. Only need a thousand a day. Like this is only accounts for up to 20%. And you might have heard of the Minnesota starvation experiment. And this is like the most extreme experiment with weight loss. I think participants reached 5% body fat. They got exceptionally lean. Like it was quite like a scary kind of experiment that they did on these guys and the observed adaptive thermogenesis that occurred for them even like in very extreme conditions was only 15% so adaptive thermogenesis metabolic adaption it is not the reason that you can't lose weight girl it is not the reason that you are like somehow stuck losing weight and we're going to get into the real reason that you can't lose weight that you can't shift the fat in a little bit, but it is not from this process. It is not from like any adaption that your metabolism has made because it accounts for, I mean, it can, it can accounts for like hundred to like maybe 200, 300 calories, depending on what your like basal um, me- metabolic rate is and all these other things. It's not significant. The other thing is um, with this metabolic adaption is that there's no guarantee that it is actually like affecting you even up to twenty percent yeah- you know even if it was at twenty percent like that's still like a very small um like there's not really much that it does there it might it could be the difference between you eating like two thousand calories to maintain your weight as opposed to eating sixteen hundred calories to maintain your weight like that's twenty percent right there. But it, there's, it, you could be at sitting at two percent. Like your metabolism could have, I did just, um, man, I'm stuttering. But like it, it could have, it could only be at two percent. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that this has automatically happened to you. If you are in a calorie deficit, no matter how big or small, you will lose fat. All right, and you're going to keep losing it until you die. So there's no amount of like adaption by your metabolism can stop this process. Like it's absolute BS to think that you can somehow get so little energy, so little calories that somehow your body doesn't need it anymore. And this is the thing I've heard so much like, oh, I, I didn't eat enough calories. I, I didn't, I was starving myself. And so now my body holds on to fat. Like, can you see the absolute BS of this? A calorie deficit will always, always, 100% of the time, result in weight loss, even if it's extreme. I mean, that's how we get exceptionally skinny. Like if you get put in a concentration camp or a prison camp or if you are anorexic or if you are lost at sea without food or bodybuilders who reach very low levels of body fat, a calorie deficit is what got them there. If you don't have enough calories... Your body is going to take from your fat stores. it can't hold onto your fat. like the, the survival mechanism of your body is not to hold on fat, it's to burn fat. It's the opposite. It, can, it doesn't hold on fat when you're not eating enough calories. It dips into your fat stores. like that is the survival response of your body. If you are in starvation mode, as people call it, which is not a thing starvation mode is burning fat. It's not holding on to fat. It's burning it for fuel because you need to get your energy from somewhere. The only reason that your body stores fat is so that it can use it when you need it. The only reason that your body is storing excess fat is so that when you are in a calorie deficit at some point, it can use that fat. It doesn't just hold on to it when you don't get enough energy. It is just complete BS. Don't believe anyone that says this. They know nothing about nutrition. They know nothing about very, very basic processes in the body. And this idea as well that somehow you can eat so few calories that you actually gain weight is even... Like, it's even mind bogglingly more stupid. It's not the case. And I mean, the thing is, it's confusing. I get it. I've watched the videos, I've looked at it, and it sounds like it sounds compelling to hear, okay, I've made my body more efficient. And the thing is, I've just talked about all the ways that your body gets more efficient. But that doesn't mean that you can bypass this process where if you're in a calorie deficit, you don't burn fat like you don't get to do that all of these processes where your your metabolism adapts that affects your energy output but if the balance is still that you are expending more energy if the balance is still that the energy expenditure is more than the calories in then you will be burning fat like that's that's how weight loss happens that's how fat loss occurs so let's talk a little bit more about metabolic damage and the fact that it really just doesn't exist there is no scientific evidence to show that this is something that happens whether you get exceptionally lean from any kind of like if you've had like an eating disorder and you've gotten very 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 skinny or you've been in a prison camp or any of these kind of things there is no evidence to suggest that um, this happens in fact to the contrary there is a lot of studies that show that your metabolism is highly adaptive depending on energy in and um, like that it's a fluid thing it's not fixed you don't break your metabolism and as we've talked about your body requires less as you lose weight that's not damaged it's a natural normal part of weight loss it's positive it's something that if your body didn't do then it would be broken but it does do that it does slow down and and we've also talked about the fact that there is a very small level of metabolic adaption, so adaptive thermogenesis that occurs, and but it, it can it's not necessarily the fact that it has occurred and it's only accounts for a very small level. And again, this is a normal process, it's nothing wrong with your metabolism. So what about people who aren't losing weight while they're in a calorie deficit? What about people who are doing every single thing right? and they're eating like 1,200 calories a day, and they cannot lose weight? What about people that are like, I must have broken my metabolism because I cannot lose weight no matter what I do. And this is probably one of the number one DMs that I get. I get all these DMs from people saying, I'm eating 1,100 calories a day. I'm eating 1,200 calories a day, and I'm not losing weight. I can't lose weight. It doesn't matter what I do. I eat like you. I can't lose weight. So let's look into that a little bit. If you are not losing weight in a calorie deficit, you're not in a calorie deficit. Simple as that. A calorie deficit 100% of the time results in fat burning. It can't not. The laws of thermodynamics have to apply to you. You're not immune. You're not superwoman. So most of the time what happens when people think that they are in a calorie deficit and they are not losing fat. Fat is really, they're just eating far more calories than they think they are. And this is very easy to do. So one study looked specifically at people who claimed to be unable to lose weight even though they were supposedly eating less than 1,200 calories a day. So these people thought that the reason that they weren't losing weight was because there was some part of their metabolism that was damaged. So the scientists in the study decided to test that hypothesis. But what they found is that people were eating an average of 47% more calories a day than they thought or they claimed. And so in this study, and I'm going to link this in the show notes as well, so you can go read the actual study, but they, during the course of their stay um, for the trial, they were basically told, okay, like how many calories is in this and how many – like they had to track it all themselves and then – I, I'm not sure if they were weighing and measuring food. Like I don't know how they got to the point that they were eating 1,200 calories. But a lot of these people had actually been diagnosed with um, like hormonal issues. And I think that some of them were even on thyroid medication because they couldn't lose weight eating 1,200 calories a day. But what they found in in 100% of the cases was that people were just eating more calories than they consumed and than they thought they were. And they thought they were eating 1,200 calories a day all of them were eating like over twi- um, two thousand calories a day, and their energy expenditure was less than they thought it was, as well. So they would they would um, like tell the researchers, okay, this is how many calories I'm eating, and then the researchers would like weigh and measure like all of the food that they ate um, in retrospect and be able to figure out how many calories are they actually eating. Like it was a really really well designed study. So if you're not eating, if you're not losing weight at 1,200 calories a day, because the amount of people that need to eat 1,200 calories a day um to be in like a 20% calorie deficit, like it's an exceptionally small number of people. Like I don't even think, like I think it's like less than 2% of the population. So there is no, unless you are really sure, unless you have got a very, very, low activity level like you're in a wheelchair or something for some reason unless like there is no reason to suggest that you need 1200 calories a day that you will not be losing weight any 1200 calories a day there is no as far as i understand of like the averages of calories that people need there is no reason to suggest that that would be you and hopefully from this we can rule out the fact that it's not metabolic damage so If you are eating 1,200 calories a day and you're not losing weight, my prediction to you is that you are not eating 1,200 calories a day on average. So what this means is like you could be eating 1,200 calories a day for like five days of the week. But then if you go out and you have like a few drinks or you are like, okay, I'm going to just have like a few pieces of cake. I'm going to like lick my kids peanut butter spoon or I'm going to do any of this other stuff. The chances that you are just eating far more calories than 1,200 calories a day on an average, like if you go out and you have like two, and your weekends are like, you're eating 3,000 calories a day. And by the way, that's easy to do. That's not actually hard to do. It adds up quickly, unfortunately. <laughs> I know okay? Like I have done the macro counting, I've done the calorie counting thing and I wrote an IG post about this. I might do a a podcast video. Like if you would like to hear about that, let me know. But um, yeah, it it adds up quick. So then your average calories are probably going to be more like 1800 calories a day. And I mean, if you're shorter, if you're not very active, I mean, that's, that's potentially a maintenance level. So it's understandable why you're not losing weight. I can guarantee that, like I can almost guarantee That for 99% of you, you can eat more than 1,200 calories a day and lose weight. I was quite surprised when I did have this macro counting experience. And my starting number to lose weight was, or to lose fat was, I think my coach gave me um, 1,800 calories a day to eat. And I was like, like, nah, like, nah, like I would eat way less than that now like that was my thought process and then I started k- tracking my macros and I was like okay this it's actually quite hard to stay under this number and I realized how easy it was to go over this number and but when I was consistent when I did consistently hit that I did actually see I did see fat loss so I was shocked at that even that number for me was was relatively high like and that would have been a calorie deficit because I was losing fat at 1800 calories a day i mean i'm tall but um yeah that was shocking to me to realize how quickly though that those numbers actually add up yeah so the main reason that you're probably not losing weight in 1200 calories a day is the fact that you're not eating 1200 calories a day and this is another reason why i don't recommend people to count calories because it's not accurate and unless you're weighing, weighing, and measuring every bite of food, which is really hard as a mum, like you, or just a human in general, like you want to taste things when you, you're cooking them. Like you want to be able to like open a banana and have a munch of it. You want to be able to go and pick some grapes or go to someone's house and like try their smoothie. I don't, I don't know, but like you want to do life, right? You don't want to be like a slave to a little scales, and. I, I mean, yeah, I'll talk about this in another episode. But this is the thing: is you don't need to count calories to lose weight. You just have to get into a calorie deficit, and you can do this without counting them. And if you want to know my top um, tips for doing that, my top two ways that you can get into a calorie deficit without counting calories, then check out the first episode, the second episode of this podcast, and that's all about how to get into a calorie deficit without counting calories. So, can you damage your metabolism from getting too skinny if you've, like, had a past of anorexia and bulimia? I already said no, but I'm gonna just read this. This is one research paper. They looked at everything from the starvation, um, the Minnesota starvation experiment to, like, studies that have been done on people with anorexia, on bodybuilders, physique competitors. So I'm going to read out a quote of what they concluded from looking at all these different sources and all these different studies that looked at people who had achieved a really lean physique and to see whether it affected their metabolism long term. So it says, the findings here show that human metabolism The human metabolism is highly plastic and rapidly adapts to changes in energy, availability, and body composition. This stands in contrast to the hypothesis of an inflexible metabolism that is susceptible to metabolic damage during prolonged caloric restriction. As such, the presence of metabolic damage in non-obese individuals is not supported by the current literature. So another study that looked at women who had a history of yo-yo dieting versus women who, who had never dieted, and it showed that there was no difference in their ability to lose fat, and there was other studies that show very similar things. And I'm going to link, I mean, hopefully I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I'll link it all in this. Like, It actually requires significant effort to link all of these kind of studies in the show notes, but I'm going to do it for you because like I don't want to be one of those people that just spouts stuff without any references, but... Yeah, like if you appreciate that, would so appreciate a review. Like I would love to um feel some of that love back because I'm doing this for you guys. But yeah, I'll link all of that stuff. <clears throat> there is one study that show that um you that's the thing is you you might come against people saying, Oh, well, what about the biggest loser study? Because there is one study that looks at uh the metabolism of Biggest Loser contestants, and I think it was like a few years on, and it seems to be that their metabolism slowed down more than what would be accounted for by like adaptive thermogenesis, so um, metabolic adaption. And so the conclusion of this study was that their metabolism had been damaged through what they did on the Biggest Loser content Um, show. And I just want to quickly address this because, I mean, it's honestly a topic in its own right. But I wanted to put it out there because if you start saying this stuff to your friends, like if you start going out and being like, okay, metabolic damage, it doesn't actually exist. Starvation mode is not a thing. Like the starvation response is not that you hold on to fat. It's that you burn fat. Like that's how your body works. Chances are at some point you're going to meet someone and they're like, what about the biggest loser study? So I'm going to very, very quickly give you the highlights. Number one is that the study has a lot of flaws. Okay, so there, it wasn't um, like a really well-designed study. It only had 14 people. It's one study compared to dozens of others. So as always, what matters in determining like truth or determining um, what you're going to believe, like what does this weight of scientific evidence support? And the weight of scientific evidence supports the fact that metabolic damage uh, is not real, that it is not a myth, that your metabolism is highly flexible, it is highly changeable, and that you don't break your metabolism This is supported by dozens and dozens of studies, okay? The other thing is that the way that these guys lost weight is exceptionally extreme. Like they were eating like a thousand calories a day and doing like seven hours of exercise. So the extremity of how they lost weight, like unless you are doing that too, this study probably doesn't apply to you. Like it's not. Super relevant to you, even if in this instance there is a way that that level of extremity can alter your metabolism to a point that doesn't mean that that is the case in your situation. And I, like, I am one hundred percent convinced anyway that the reason that there's discrepancies between the study. And the dozens of others is more to do with the fact that there were flaws in the way that this study was conducted. But if you want to believe that this is true, you're welcome to, um, but just realize that it doesn't apply to you. So, in conclusion, you don't have to be scared of metabolic adaption. Metabolic adaption is normal. You don't have to be scared of a starvation mode because starva- your body does not hold on to fat. When you are not eating enough calories, when you are not eating enough calories, what happens? You burn the fat. That's the starvation mode. That's the starvation response, that your body burns fat when you're in a calorie deficit. No matter how extreme, whether that's a little calorie deficit, whether that's a big calorie deficit, a calorie deficit results in weight loss 100% of the time, okay? You don't need to be scared of that happening. Your metabolism isn't damaged because of your past. There is no reason to think that you can't lose weight because of a broken metabolism. The reason that you are not losing weight is most likely because you are not in a calorie deficit and then potentially because you're just not seeing it yet, right? Like some of this is just the fact that you have to be patient. If you if if you going on the scales like a a day before your period and you've eaten a ton of salt the night before so your body's holding on to more water and like you had a big meal so you've got more food in your gut as well you might have lost weight like you might have lost fat over the course of the week but it's going to be offset by these other things so, but the thing is, like if you do this consistently, if you are in a consistent calorie deficit, then you will see those changes over time if you're measuring that properly. I mean, and that's another reason why it's so great to be able to work with someone who can guide you into how to get into a calorie deficit. And if you're interested in working with me personally, and like you're like, yes, choss, like I really want to know how to do this. I want to know how I can eat as much food as I want and get into a calorie deficit, start burning fat. Like, hit me up, girl, let's work together, let's do some one-on-one coaching and get you into that zone, but just know that you have to get into a calorie deficit to lose weight, and if you do that consistently, you will. Your metabolism isn't broken. There's no reason to think it is, and there's also no reason to think that you need to be eating 1,200 calories a day to lose weight, because I am 99.9% sure that you don't, Um. Okay, so, yeah, first and foremost, if you're not losing weight, you're not in a calorie deficit. It's probably not 1,200 calories a day, just like the participants in the study that I mentioned. Your average calorie consumption is probably much higher. And I just want to say that this is good news. It means that you can do something about it. It means that you are in control of the car okay, that you are in the driver's seat. Because if your metabolism is damaged and you're in starvation mode and something in your past means that now you can't lose weight and you're screwed, girl, like you're a victim. You can't do anything in that, okay, because your body's fighting against you. And the hopeful news is this is not the case. If you want to lose weight, you can, Like if you want to get lean, if you want to feel fantastic in a bikini, if you want to be like sexy as heck for your husband and have tons of energy and be playing with your kids and love getting up in the morning and trying on new clothes and going shopping and just feeling great and like being able to run in a crop top and having a flat stomach and all of the things about getting lean and eating a ton of food and having food freedom, all of this stuff. If you want that, you can. Your past and your anything you've done, like your yo yo dieting and your Rortle 4 and your like tons of bananas and blah 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 blah, like it hasn't broken you. You can still lose weight, but you're gonna have to learn how. You're gonna have to know the steps to get to take to get there, but it means that you can take those steps. It means that if you do the right things, you will go in the right direction. So it's I think it's a hopeful message and I want to leave you with that. I want to leave you with the fact that this is something that is positive. The fact that your body doesn't break and that your body is not broken like you don't have um you don't have metabolic damage from your past. This is not to say that real hormonal issues with metabolism don't exist. This is not to say that like if you have like hyperthyroidism, that your metabolism is not affected by that. It is. But the majority of people don't don't have that. And if you think for any reason that you've damaged your metabolism or that you've somehow entered starvation mode, it's just it's just simply not true. And I think that's really good news. And I hope that I've been able to do this a bit of justice. I hope that you've gained some clarity in that. And I can already see that there are gonna be like people that listen to this and they're like, well, But I'm different because I think like we want to, like it's this human nature where we're like, well, that might apply to most people, but I'm somehow special. Like I'm somehow like, I don't know, like more of a victim. And yeah, I mean, that's really, that's your choice, whether you're going to make that decision or not. But all I can do is pass on the science. All I can do is say, like, this, this is true. This is what has been shown. And this is backed by science. This is backed by testing. This is backed by research. And I mean, it's also just backed by common sense when you think about it. So, um, yeah, please take that on. Please have some hope for the future. And yeah, good luck in your journey. I, I just, yeah. I'm going to be rambling again more, but I'm just really hoping that this this helps you in some way. And if you like this, please leave me a review. I would so appreciate that. And if you send me a screenshot, this is for anyone that watches this, listen to this podcast. If you leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or like you share it on your stories, send me a screenshot of that and I'm going to send you a little something special. I'm going to send you like a mini recipe book, which I normally only give to my clients and So I'm going to give like that, a mini version of that to you with my, some of my favorite recipes for weight loss. So yeah, if you want to do that, just leave me a review and, um, like send me a screenshot of that and I love that. So until next time I will get out of my car, I will drive away and I will stop being this kind of like weird surveillance person in this random drive driveway. So, peace out, my people. See ya.